Well, it's time once again to prepare for the Mass with Terry Ross in his show, The Glory of the Mass. Well, you can listen to beautiful sacred liturgical music, well, made great by the masters during the Renaissance period. Well, you will hear beautiful sacred music, but well, today's featured composer... Not from that period of time, but great nonetheless. And Terry is joining us today to teach us a little bit about Josef Reinberger. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. It's nice to be here as always. Reinberger is the only composer I know of who was born in Liechtenstein. So oh. that makes him unique. But he spent his musical life in Germany, and his, his language was German. He composed a lot of music uh during his lifetime, including a number of wonderful um, graduals. For some reason, he liked he liked the gradual of the uh, and said a lot of those uh, polyphonically. Now, also, explain to our listeners what is a gradual. What is that when you say he enjoyed the gradual? The gradual is the second part of the proper. The mass proper consists of the uh, introit which is sung while the people are coming into the church or, okay. or while, the, while the celebrant is coming into the church. The gradual, which is sung after the first reading. The alleluia, which is sung after the second reading. The offertory, which is sung while the celebrant is preparing the gifts for communion. And the communion, which is sung while the gifts are distributed. So the gradual is the second part of the of the Mass, the Mass proper. Okay, so I think we would understand that as... The responsorial psalm. Exactly. Okay. So those beautiful psalms written by King David, of course, we have the words, we don't have the music, so it's wonderful to know that, well, we have people like Josef Reinberger who are taking those words and applying new music to them. That is some of what you will hear on this week's Glory of the Mass. So Josef Reinberger, so having been the only composer from Liechtenstein, <laughs> but obviously still well um, known for his writing, he must have been exposed to many great artists there in Liechtenstein that would have allowed him to seek further learning in Germany. I don't know how much he, he was exposed to in Liechtenstein, but he spent most of his life in Germany. And there he would have been exposed to everything uh, because they have a very vivid musical life in Germany, even l vivid liturgical musical life, although a lot of it is uh, Lutheran, as you know, like the Bach B minor mass. Uh, and other things. But uh, yeah, Liechtenstein wrote a couple of masses, uh, and the one we're going to use in this program is the Mass in E-flat major. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. And it's interesting because the people that are singing this Mass by Liechtenstein are people I've not featured before, the Phoenix Bach Choir with the Kansas City Chorale. So there you are. Hadn't heard of those two groups, but they sing very well together. Terry Ross is joining us today as we prepare for another great episode of The Glory of the Mass. Well, Terry, memories are often attached to music. And as we were preparing for a little preview, you said, I have this beautiful Ave Maria by Johannes Brahms. And when you said that, I had a flash of a memory of a music box that I had maybe when I was a little girl that played the Brahms lullaby. 
That's and right. it was wonderful. We spent and looked that up. And so for our listeners, I'm not going to play that for you now, but look that up and see if the Brahms lullaby. Strikes a memory for you. <coughs> and so you picked out a piece that Brahms also did. And something that I think you said that many, many composers wrote uh, using their own music. That's the Ave Maria. Tell us about this particular one. Well, it's unusual in a sense because Brahms didn't write a lot of uh, uh, devotional music or religious music. So for him to write an Ave Maria was uh, an interesting thing. Um, And it's very conventional in a way, but it doesn't sound like the Renaissance Ave Marias. It sounds like a 19th century Ave Maria, which is when it was written. Uh, And it's a very beautiful piece. We'll hear a little bit of it, I think, here. All right. Well, you tell me if this sounds like a more modern take on the Ave Maria by Johannes Brahms. both you and I, well, we just can't help but smile when you hear that. That's a beautiful piece. And again, different than the Ave Maria that we are so familiar with that we listen to in church. So what are some of the things that you hear in this particular piece with regards to the singers and then the music that is accompanying them? I don't think that that melody would have been used very much Mm -hmm. uh, in the Renaissance. Um. There's a whole lot of notes on ah, ave, and that's unusual in itself. Um, and th- some of the harmonies are different, too, uh, oh. than, than anyone would have used in the Renaissance. Well, it is such a beautiful prayer, the Ave Maria, and then, well, to add with it just more beautiful sacred music, Well, it just brings it to a higher level for sure, Terry. Well, we are excited for this week's episode. And boy, when our listeners, you know, when you listen to this week's episode, when that Ave Maria comes up, you're going to know a little bit more about that song. And of course, it's composer. Well, Terry, I appreciate your time this week. And again, another great episode of The Glory of the Mass. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. So Glory of the Mass can be heard right here at Mater Day Radio. But if you listen to the podcast on our webpage, well, you're also going to have access to that full playlist. You're going to find that episode number 179, materdayradio.com.